my picks back, and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am, man. I proved that already. You make this deal right now, Tom, and you get Bo Callahan. Say it with me. You get Bo. You do your job. That's what's the problem right here. This is Foxborough Mads, the Emerson and Merritt era. I am your host, Reese Merritt, and across from me um, is my co-host, Nate Emerson. Wait, where'd he go? Oh, he's not here? Hello? Sorry, are we on? Oh, yeah, we're on. Oh, sorry. We're here. (laughs) Are you here? My fault. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just listening to some music. Yeah? Yeah. What were you listening to? Uh, just everybody hurts by REM. Oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, are you hurting? Yeah, I don't like, I don't like being two and six. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. No. Like I don't like it either. No, I'm sorry we're having to deal with this right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it. Yeah, uh, we're coming back from a um, Patriots loss against the Miami Dolphins. Um, it was a 31 to 17 loss. Um, and certainly not what you have, would have hoped for, but um, there are some positives, some negatives to take away from it. Um, unlike some of the losses we've had more recently, um, this one we were able to get the offense going in some situations. Um, but I think what stood out to me the most, and Nate, I think you know me pretty well. Would you say you know me pretty well? Yeah, decently. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little <laughs> I'm not someone to call out the refs too often. No, it's actually quite annoying. I'll be on the couch and you tell me, no, no, no. No, no, it, it's fine. They, they didn't do it wrong. Um, this, in this case, wow. I was really disappointed with how the referees, I guess, performed. Um, I want to say first, though, that New England definitely didn't lose because of the refs. Exactly. They could have won, but... I was surprised at how many plays, penalties, you know, whatever you'd like to call it. How many things were missed by the referees during this game? Um, yeah, I mean, when we played the refs this week, uh, the, the Dolphins, oh. sorry. Um, <laughs> I was telling people, like, we didn't lose because of bad calls. Because great teams will overcome that. But when you're a struggling team, the refs – bad calls, they will just drain all the momentum from your drives, from your defense, just everything. So, mm. you know, the Patriots, 2-5 and five at the time, we're struggling. We're not the most powerhouse offense to just right. take a 15-yard, 10-yard penalty and drive up the field again. So it, it's when the refs are iffy and we need those big plays, mm-hmm. it, it really hurts us more than, I'd say, the, the normal. Yeah, we're, we're not at the capacity where we can – just you know if there's a missed call it's not a situation where we can be like ah no big deal we'll overcome it it's kind of we're kind of a team where like you said we need those big plays um can't just you know throw them over the shoulder and be like doesn't matter we'll get over it um i'm gonna start listing out some of the things i saw that the referees saw so chime in whenever you want to oh i will and 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 those (laughs) listening 
you know, chime in. Just make sure you're not like in the library. Mm. <laughs> you know, don't make sure you're not going to disturb anyone if you're going to get a little flustered by this too. Um, the first one I have is um, the pass interference, defensive pass interference call against J.C. Jackson. Um, he was covering Tyreek Hill in the end zone. It was third and goal, um, six yards out, um, six minutes and 22 seconds in the second quarter. From what I saw, J.C. Jackson, his chest hit Tyreek Hill. Nothing else. I haven't seen such a bad pass interference call in a while, in quite a few seasons. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty ridiculous. I mean, first off, if it was consistent throughout the game, like the refs were calling every single bit of contact, like, sure. But later in the game, we saw cases like in Douglas when we were – on third and goal or second and goal, one of the two, yep. he got held and they didn't care. Yeah. It was worse than their call there against Tyreek and J.C. Jackson. But, um, I mean, it's just – it's crazy to see that slight contact that you see on every single play get called at such a crucial time. Right. And um, this is one of the situations where it's a difference between seven points and three four-point difference just between that because I don't foresee the Dolphins, if that was not called, for them to go out and try to uh, convert on fourth down. I think they would have gone for the field goal since it was six yards out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, because, you know, second we saw, or if there was like two yards, we saw them definitely go for it on fourth. But you're right. If it was six yards, yeah, I can't see them going for it either, especially after you know, getting first and goal and then getting stopped three times. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, um, the next one to mention, and um, I felt like this one, if the NFL was different or if it was 10 years in the past, I may have had a different feeling about it. But um, it was the hit to the head on Devontae Parker um, in the second quarter. He was hit by um, Dolphin safety, Deshaun Elliott. Um, he was hit in the like near the chin bottom of the helmet area um and there was no helmet to helmet call no penalty there and in now nowadays i feel like that would have been called no matter what because there was helmet to helmet contact and that wasn't called and i was expecting a, a fine and again recording on halloween there still hasn't been a fine given out um, we'll have to see if that happens, but that was a bit shocking to me. Yeah, once I saw that play live, like, it definitely looked really bad, and then they slowed it down even, and it still looked really bad. I'm just surprised in this day and age of football mm -hmm. where they're trying to be very protective about head injuries that they would let something like that slide. And, you know, that's a star receiver for us. Like, Devontae Parker is a great receiver, and we could use him. So taking him out for concussion protocol is not okay. <laughs> and, yeah. and we didn't even get 15 yards out of it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd rather have no head-to-head -head <laughs> injury. But, right. I mean, if they're going to do it, let's at least benefit of the 15 yards. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've both harped on that if this were to be done 10 years ago, 10 years ago I don't see that being called for either side of the ball. But the fact that it just wasn't called at all now um, was relatively ridiculous, in my opinion. Um, to keep it going, there was a picked up an illegal man field um, 
illegal man downfield penalty. Um, that was called. I don't remember um, when this happened, but um, there is a offensive lineman on the Dolphins who was at least four yards downfield. So clear. So clear, and you know, ball was not out, um, not left to his hands, and um, the fact that they called it correct call, and then picked it up. There was no good explanation for it, um, and. I think Patriots fans, at least the ones in the stands um, at the game in Miami, were wondering why, why this even happened. And there's just no explanation at all by the offici- uh, officiating crew um, led by Tom Steffen. Yeah, I mean, when I was watching the game, it was like, it's hard to see when you're watching on TV. You know, typically I'm not watching the linemen. But yeah. um, <laughs> the ball was thrown. They got a big play out of it. And then I saw the flag, illegal lineman downfield. They showed it. Yep. And it was clear as day. The commentators were like, here he is, offsides. <laughs> but they called it on the wrong guy. And that's done a lot in the NFL. Oh, More yeah. than usual. They're just, just like, mess up a little bit. oh, holding on number 10. And you know Mac Jones didn't hold on his <laughs> throw. But it's like um, they usually just say correction number something. But instead of that, I feel like he asked, hey, did – number blah 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 go offsides and he was like or not offsides um you know illegal downfield and they were like no he didn't well you're right he didn't but he did and then they picked (laughs) it up (laughs) yeah no it was ridiculous because after the replay and everyone watched it it was clear that there was an offensive lineman who was not eligible by the way downfield that is a penalty so on a big play which he affected the play too. It wasn't like oh the lineman like right. was just rolling around. It on wasn't the ground. just somewhere off on he, the field. He redirected one of our defensive players to not make a tackle to stop him on first down line. Like he literally got in the way of the play. He made a good block in his eyes, but he was yeah. illegally downfield. Right. It changed the outcome of the play too, which was very frustrating. Yeah, that's absolutely frustrating, especially when we've already talked about these others. Um, and we're gonna keep it going. Um, this one. Dante Hightower, uh, the former Patriot, chimed in on. It was the potential fumble that was blown dead. The whistle was blown, and it was said that forward progress um, had been stopped. Um, Patriots linebacker uh, Jelani Tavai was the one who was able to punch the ball out of Raheem Mostert's hands. Mm -hmm. Um, They're kind of in a big scruffle, a big pile. Um, He was trying to get some extra yards in the fourth quarter, and – Right as he's like about stopping, um, you know, he's not moving forward anymore. So I got a real nice shot um, at where he was carrying the ball and just punched and the ball popped out. Yep. Um, and we got possession of it. But the whistle was called like not even a second after it was punched out. And um, Dante Hightower said, quote, uh, and this was on X. Come on and explain this. BS dot 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 with one of those uh, emojis with the little mm-hmm. eyebrow thing end quote um, yeah I the one when I watched this I I I leaned in a little bit I was like okay I understand progress was stopped um, I think for me and Nate you might differ here um, for me the fact that the whistle was blown and the play didn't continue and then even if they did call it a fumble, at least you can review that because that is a turnover. Um, 
this point, they didn't even get them give them the chance to at least review it. Right. It, it the most frustrating part for me of that play was just how they handled it. Mm. You're right. I mean, it was a close play, and it, like you just said, if they reviewed it and he stopped his momentum, that's fine. Or even if they let it play, blew the whistle dead, ruled it the Patriots ball, got together and said, hey, he he was stopped. That's fine. But my huge issue where I was verbally screaming at the TV <laughs> was when the commentators were like, oh, the play was dead. They blew the whistle before he punched the ball out. Like, they said that. And then they go, let's hear the call. They go to the field camera, mm-hmm. and they go to, like, the on-field mic, and they go, let's listen to when the whistle was blown. It was never blown, and then they didn't say a thing about it. They just mm-hmm. moved on. They moved were like, on. oops, we messed up. Then they brought in the expert analysis, and he Is came that from uh, Gene Steratore? No clue. <laughs> I don't know what kind of expert he was, but, man, they need to look at him again because he, they showed the, the slow-mo of it. And I don't know if it was a TV delay. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt of that. But, oh, man, he was literally saying, so while you could see here, he is not moving, and the play is over right there. And Mozart's feet were moving while he was saying it. Mm-hmm. He was literally bending his knees, trying to push backwards because he was, you know, backwards on that play. And he was like, quote, unquote, you could see Mozart stop his momentum here while he was moving. And that made me so frustrated that you're an expert and you're messing up that much. Yeah. Anybody could see a TV and say that man is still trying to move forward. Right. Because what happens if they don't punch it out and he gets another three yards? Right. What are the odds that they would have stopped him there? None. Like, unbiasedly, none. No shot they would have stopped it, and it would have been, like, third and one or fourth and one or something like that. And even if they did stop it, you know, Dolphins fans and the Dolphins team would be very upset about it, as they should be. Yeah, it it brought me flashbacks to that old uh, Patriots versus Chiefs game where Travis Kelsey got the ball punched out, Mm -hmm. and we took it for a fumble six, and they didn't (laughs) call it a fumble. So when we reviewed it and they were clearly wrong, we only got the fumble, you know, we only got the ball instead yep. of the fumble six. It was the same nonsense of, of like, let the play play, call the right call after. Yeah. I think there was a period of time where the refs were instructed to let the play continue happening. Because that's okay. If, if there is a turnover on the field, that play will be reviewed. And if it turns out that it shouldn't have continued, then you go back um, and make the correct call. Um, but if you call too early, there's no play that you can see afterwards because you stopped play. Yeah, it was, it was just ridiculous because at the time we were down seven. It was 17-24, mm-hmm. seven-point game. So if we're going to lose, let's lose on our own terms. <laughs> like, let's lose with Max throwing it to the wrong team or something. <laughs> Please, don't lose because – you give them another chance, and then we leave Jalen Waddle wide open for a touchdown. Right. But, like, it, it's, it's situations like that. Yes, great Super Bowl teams will overcome bad calls. Yeah. But when the New England Patriots are 2-5 and five and we could get the ball back for a potential game-winning drive or game-tying drive, we need it. Yeah. <laughs> we no, we yeah. need it. Yeah, I guess that's how other teams have felt in the past. Um, I want to keep moving it forward. Um, with another one. And this one Bill Belichick chimed in on, and it's not one that I saw during the game, um, but I realized it in the replay. Um, 
There was a tripping on Ezekiel Elliott by Zach Sealer. Um, once again, I don't remember when this play occurred, but I did watch it. Um, and Bill Belichick said on WEEI, quote, the tripping on Ezekiel Elliott, that's another dangerous play. Stuff like that, there shouldn't be any place for that in football, end quote. For Bill Belichick to yeah. say that, and in this play, you can clearly see that um, Zeller's um, leg clearly went out and tripped him. And, you know, I, of course, I can't really tell when looking back at it if he intentionally did it or just he was stopping his momentum. But n- no matter what, that should be called. And for a head coach like Belichick to come out and say that, that it's a dangerous play, that's a big deal. It's not just someone random saying it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's big. I didn't even know Belichick commented on that because yeah. I never would have expected that. I mean, did he even comment on that bringing back that Chiefs game when Nikhil Harry was like <laughs> three inches in bounds? Right. Did he even comment on that? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's pretty big because, yeah, Zeke's a crucial part to our offense, and he's going to just get better. I mean, we keep seeing him getting better. So potentially hurting him after injury and injury we have this game, or this season even, like, yeah, I would say something too. Yeah. I got two more. Um, two the, more. The, yeah, I know, two. Can you believe <laughs> oh it? Oh, my goodness. Um, this one was the one that I, upset me the most. Um, on the last offensive play for New England, it was 4th and 14, um, right after the two-minute warning. And um, Mac Jones had aired it out, and – it was not going to end up in the hands of Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and Byron Jones was going to catch this ball. It was going to be there. But Juju played great defense in an offensive standpoint um, and hit him right in the chest yeah. as the ball came down. And he got called for unsportsmanlike conduct. I will tell you this. Juju's helmet did not hit Byron Jones' helmet. And then there was a flaw from the commentators that potentially that Juju was standing over him saying something and he barely stood over him and I was looking at the TV like why is this being called yeah like nothing happened he like it was a hard hit yes but it was legal it was absolutely a legal hit and if you're not going to call the hit on (laughs) Devontae Parker exactly why is this being called on Juju and there was no sign of taunting and I saw on the um, Gamecast that Juju went and apologized to Byron Jones. Yeah, you know, and went to talk with him. What was said, I don't know, but that should not have been called. Yeah, I mean, just like theoretically, why would Juju <laughs> lose a game <laughs> and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a wide receiver, just played great defense." Like, right. What? No, he. He just stood on top of him to get off and make sure he probably didn't step on his hand or something. Like, it's just natural human instinct to make sure you know where you're stepping (laughs) if you're on top of someone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was nonsense. It brought me back to last week. Josh Allen got hit for a a helmet-to-helmet, like, um, you know, roughing the passer, and it hit him in the chest. It's just – it's you got to be consistent. You're right. Like, we got hit in the helmet. Nothing called. We hit people in the chest. They call helmet to helmet, and it's mm-hmm. it's just you have to be consistent. Either call both horrible, <laughs> right, or right. call them both right. Be consistent. Yeah, just yeah, be, consistent. be consistent with your calling, even if it's consistently bad. Yeah, just be consistent. You know, I think 
w anybody who's played sports, whether it was middle school or high school or, or college, knows that you're going to get some refs that are, are going to allow more contact in your sport and some that are going to allow less. And you'll probably figure that out relatively quickly. Same applies for the professional level. As much as they want to keep it consistent with all officiating crews, um, you're going to have some that allow a little bit more. And this game, it was not the case. There was no consistency there, um, which is really disappointing to see. And it's, it, it brings me to think, like, how are we going to fix this? Because this was a case where um, the outcome of the game could have been changed. Um, once again, I don't feel like, you know, this altered everything and that we should have won this game because of all these calls, but you're talking th about a difference between a really close game, maybe a couple points, from 14. Yeah. So that's what I saw there. Um, the last one was I saw, and I no one talked about it. Um, it was um, in the fourth quarter, there's – Eight minutes and 30 seconds left. And Braxton Berrios had received the ball along the right sideline. Um, it was a gain of five yards. He went out of bounds forward so that he was moving upfield. He didn't go um, perpendicular to the sideline or backwards out of bounds. He was clearly moving forward. Um, he went right into the sideline. <laughs> it was clear and obvious. Yeah. And the clock kept running oh my gosh this is hilarious so for those who don't know this we didn't talk about this before i didn't know reese was just about to say this i thought i was losing my mind when i saw that play <laughs> i was sitting there like what the heck <laughs> this clock should be stopped yeah. he ran out of bounds and i thought in my head to calm me down because I get a little emotional. I was like, you know what? Maybe he did a little back jab no, that I missed. No, you emotional? No. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm actually very calm on this podcast. <laughs> um, I thought maybe he did like a little back jab that I didn't see, like going out backwards. And I just let it go. But now that you say that, that was ridiculous. Yeah, and no one talked about it. It's No just one said anything. Cover-ups. NFL cover-ups. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if. Like, obviously, it's a mistake of the clock operator, but the officials also have a duty of covering that, making sure that everything is going right in that part of the game, too. You hear um, referees say, can the clock operator set the clock to, you yeah. know, X numbers? Um, and I was also losing my mind. Like, I'm not losing my mind over some, like, unwritten rule that I haven't seen before, am I? That You know, I started questioning, like, is there a rule that I haven't heard of? And... Exactly. I couldn't find I one. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I'm like, why is this clock not stopped? Because we needed the clock stopped. Right. We needed it. That's another <laughs> potential 40 seconds yeah. going away from the game. It was, it was like in Madden where if you <laughs> run out of bounds before the first half, they drain the clock so you're not playing video games for three hours. <laughs> right. Right. It's the same thing. I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, it, Madden is true. <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah, it was – that's – funny that i haven't read your notes here and that's funny that you brought that up because man that got me mad yeah mad <laughs> yeah just a little mad or a lot mad um so i go <laughs> through stages throughout this game i go really through, i go through all right we got this on games we lose okay I go, oh, all right we got this everything's hopeless wait maybe we got something very hulk angry smash oh <laughs> yeah anybody who likes marvel knows the power of the hulk yeah yeah, um, <laughs> I think 
I think I have like a a zone where nothing that's breakable can be near me because obviously mm. I don't I'm not like violent, but I'll just throw my hands up. I'm a bigger guy. Yeah, I, and just things get hit in the wrong spots, fly across the room by accident. Like (laughs) I really got, I sit in the middle of my room with a chair and not much, (laughs) maybe like a little football in my hands to Mm. keep that mojo going. But if I get too mad, I got to put it down. (laughs) Right, right, right. You can't, you just can't be in smaller spaces. Yeah. All right. Well, to sum it up, just a lot of issues with this game in terms of the officiating crew and, I don't know how to fix this. It may have just been one of those fluke games, but we'll have to see. I'll I'll, I'll be interested to see um, which where this crew plays next game, mm-hmm. which which two teams they're gonna um, be covering um, to see if they have a similar experience. If those teams have similar experiences, but. Um, that's enough ref talk. We've been we've been yeah. going over refs. Let's get something <laughs> positive. Well, yeah, or at I, least I want to talk about something positive. Oh, okay, you want to go positive? Yeah, I do. All right, hit <laughs> us. So I really loved Kyle Duggar. Yeah, Kyle Duggar had a wonderful game. He, yeah, he he's one of those like players. Like, if I ask a random like I don't know Cowboys fan or a random Cardinals fan down the road, do you know who Kyle Duggar is? They're like, who? Right. He's the one doing all this stuff. Like, <laughs> he, he's good. Yeah, he had Real a good. wonderful game. He had uh, he prevented a potential touchdown. Um, Durham Smythe was quite literally inches away from scoring, and he you know drove yeah. his shoulder into him, and you know totally you know disallowed from ha- having that happen. Yeah, it, it was. I was like, oh man, I wish that happened on like fourth down. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that would have been sick. Yeah, it would have made the highlights. I think they ended up scoring there, yeah. but. That would have been sick. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It still was sick. Yeah. It would have been one of the all-time plays of the season if it was fourth down. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, insanely hard to do on someone who's like 5'10 and 150 who's pounds. quite literally bigger than you. But so much harder when the guy's probably 200-plus pounds. Right. Yeah, and he, um, he led the team um, at the game with nine total tackles, seven solo tackles. He got a sack. An interception, which was intended for Tyreek Hill, and took it back for 15 yards, and a tackle for loss. That's a wonderful game by him, especially for a game where the defense allowed 31 points. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to see that our defense is finally getting some turnovers. Yeah. That was a, that was a big thing in the first few games. Like, we had good defense. We played good. We, we kept them to, like – Longer drives, like not giving up easy touchdowns, but we didn't have any big turnovers. So it's good to see now that we're actually getting the ball in better position rather than the twenty and the twenty-five all the time. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I, you know, that that's helpful for the offense when the offense offense can't get going, and you're able to make that turnover. I know that you know this is obvious, but when you get those turnovers, you're just giving yourself a better chance of getting points when you're making those plays you know, in your um, in the opposing team's territory. Um, and that's something we didn't see, and that relates back to energy when we were talking about that in previous episodes. You know, we struggled with having high energy, and I think that related to our turnovers. And once we were able to get that boost from the Buffalo game, we were able to get more turnovers. And consequently, we were able... To get more points against the Dolphins, um, you know, 
referencing that hole that we had back when we played the Saints, back when we played the Cowboys. Yeah, I really wish we could have those ones back right now. I just feel like the team has gone a long way. And this is like a hurt defense, and they're doing good. They're not They're not up to par. Yeah. I think they could be a lot better. I think they will be a lot better. I think next year we got potential of being the best defense in the league. Mm-hmm. But they're not – they're not doing bad. No. They're doing good. They're they're executing on first and second. Well, it's the third down and fourth down that we we really got to learn to just not give up. And that's like, yeah, no duh, that's football. But it, it's, it's something we do, I feel like, a lot more than others. And that could be wrong statistically, but mm-hmm. in the game flow, the way I see it, there's like third and 12, third and six. We need to stop them. And they get a first down. Like yeah. that is that's the time where big defenses need to show up. Yeah, we. I mean, we had a, you know a great amount of injuries again. Um, that's been kind of a story we've had. Um, of course, Devontae Parker had his head injury from this past game. Jawan Bentley, a crucial piece within that defense, um, was injured during the game with a hamstring injury. Um, the big one was Kendrick Bourne, who now is officially on injured reserve with a torn ACL. That hurts. <laughs> and that's not, you know, that's got to feel awful, awful for him. He's having a great season. He is the number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Of course, not anymore. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then you're told, oh, you're out for the season. You know, I feel bad for him, and I feel bad for this offense because they kind of find found this groove of, like, Having Kendrick Bourne as the w- number one, then having Demario Douglas as this kind of emerging number two, mm-hmm. that's thrown out the window now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Hopefully Thornton and that injury, his shoulder injury, comes back a little bit. I know we've been not using him, so there must be something underlying that we just don't know. But now with Bourne out, it, it's time for us to go a little more to depth into our receivers that we already struggle on a little bit i mean we have good receivers met like uh emotionally but (laughs) but realistically we don't have great receivers and that's going to be interesting to see i mean kendrick Bourne, we didn't use him much last year yeah um and this year he was a way 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 bigger role huge and now with his acl I, i hate to say it but in the future i hope we hold on to him oh yeah i mean knowing belichick knowing injuries Knowing this and that, he's not the guy to hold on to injured people. Right. So that's that's something. You c- can you trade players on injured reserve? Probably can. <laughs> I don't know that rule. <laughs> if but you, could, I will say the trade deadline's over now. Yeah, I was gonna say if if you could, or like regardless, I I wouldn't have been surprised if this happened last week. He would have been gone already. Yeah. But. He's still here. <laughs> no, he's Let's still hope here. we hold on to him. I just Oh yes. If if you see him gone for like a third rounder next year or like a sixth rounder knowing Belichick, man, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Kendrick Bourne will be in a free agent coming up. Yeah, I mean once the season's <laughs> over. That proves my point a little bit more. I didn't know that. I mean, Belichick's not gonna sign him for a lot of money. He just right. won't. Yeah. But that's alright, because maybe Maybe we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, and we saw the absence of Christian Gonzalez really show in yeah. this game. Um, when he was there, 
in the last game we had, Tyreek Hill had five receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown. In the game we just had, he had eight receptions, 112 yards, one touchdown. Big difference. Really a changer in the game. Um, and that just shows you of um, how big of a player Christian Gonzalez is and how well we did in, um, in that first round of the draft. Yeah. Um, and we were, I think we were really grateful and thankful that um, – Gonzalez dropped so far in that draft and obviously has made an impact in the few weeks he was around. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see him play next year because mm-hmm. he's he, he's going to come back and he's got like a lot of off-season to practice. It's not like he got hurt late in the season where he's still going to be banged up towards right. the beginning of the season. That's a good point. Like week one, I mean, knock on wood, he'll be ready to go. Yeah. And I cannot wait for that. I mean, all of our corners. Uh, Marcus Jones. He's, he's um, definitely out for the season. Yeah. He so he's out. He's another one that, like, if he he got injured early, which I hate for this year, but I love for next year. Yeah. Like, we, those are two fantastic corners. Aren't, that, that's just – with J.C. Jackson now, yeah, yeah. my goodness. Our cornerbacks uh, are going to look wonderful next year. Yeah. We bring in Christian Gonzalez, J.C. Jackson. Jonathan Jones, yep. Marcus Jones, Jack Jones. That's five right there that are, are playing really well. Very well. Um, With so, a great coach, <laughs> great defensive coach. Right. So if we could have all of those next year, oh, be a wonderful defense right there. And, yeah, it's uh, it will be nice next year to see Gonzalez and Judon back mm-hmm. on that field early week one. Yeah, it could be a real dominant defense that we see when everyone's healthy. Um, I'm not trying to get too far ahead of us um, in terms of thinking about next season. But, um, <laughs> it might I, be about that time. <laughs> I know. I, that's how it's feeling. But um, I wanted to talk a little briefly about Mac Jones again. Um, just based on the feelings that I had during the game, I felt like I had answers when I was watching this game. Um, the only real impactful, brutal um, play that he had – in a negative light was the Jalen Ramsey interception mm-hmm. that he had uh, taken back 49 yards and allowed the Dolphins to score a field goal before halftime. Um, there was another play in there. I remember his progressions were off. He, it was a thing that I remember seeing him do in college a little bit where he'd lock in on a receiver. I wrote this down um, in my little, my draft notes. Yeah. And he would lock in on players and not, you know, go through his reads completely. And this was that type of game. Um, I have a feeling maybe he was having some issues with reading the coverage maybe a little bit. But then I was like, I was thinking more of like, ah, is he the guy? Like, or is the offense just still struggling? You know, what's going on? Because, you know, it's been this up and down, like, oh, Mac's not good. Oh, it's the offensive line that's not good. And we've been talking about this over and over again. And my feeling overall is that Mac Jones will not be the definite starter next year mm. that it's going to be someone else and I went and looked and I was like all right maybe you'll be a veteran maybe we'll pick up a veteran there really isn't any good <laughs> veterans out there because yeah, Kirk, Kirk, <laughs> Kirk was a thought no, Kirk was not a thought anymore. And now he's injured RIP that Achilles yeah I know so in you know maybe something still could happen through a trade next season right but in terms of free agents, there's no one out there who is at the quality of a quarterback that you want. Or I should put it in this way. 
who's going to be significantly better than Mac Jones. Right. So that means we're looking at quarterback. And if you're the Patriots and you're looking at um, changing the offense from the quarterback first, yeah, you should probably go and look for a quarterback in the first or second round. Um, and presumably we're going to have a pretty good pick for that too. Um, but if you're looking to change it from other places in the offense, offensive line, or we've been talking about tackles and trying to shift them through, uh, wide receivers, we've had an issue there. Of course, we're having injuries now. You could start there and then w use that with Mac Jones. Um, and, you know, of course, Mac Jones is not going to be traded because the deadline has already arrived. Um, I just I don't foresee him next year being the number one coming into the season that someone else is going to be there and it's going to be a rookie. That's my point from I think it's going to be a rookie and <laughs> I don't see it going anywhere else because there aren't any other options unless and this is my exception unless they rebuild this offense where they have wonderful receivers to throw to and a upgraded offensive line where we don't have to shift everyone right. going <laughs> through here, maybe grabbing a veteran tackle um, next year. That's my only exception for that idea that I'm having. Yeah, I, I, I like the thought. <laughs> Personally, I would not mind having a veteran come in. I, I would love a veteran. Yeah, I would, I would love, love one. That. I really would. <laughs> I would prefer at this point to have a veteran over a rookie. Yes. But that means we have to trade. Right. And what do we trade? Do you get rid of that <laughs> first rounder? You know, that's the, that's the question, you know, because that's what it may take. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I, I really just do not want to deal with another rookie quarterback. Yeah. Like, I, I do not want to go through it. I think next year, the way it's looking with our injuries and just who we have, I think next year will be a completely 180 different year and yes everyone knows how much i like to give mac some negative <laughs> thoughts and feelings but he he didn't play that bad last game i think that one mistake to ramsey is a mistake that a lot of quarterbacks will make not necessarily yeah. just no, the, I agree. not necessarily just the newer or lesser ones like i mean you're not going to see brady or any other just long-term veteran who's seen Ramsey for a while play. Like, you're not going to see them make mistakes like that. Mm -hmm. But y you'll see someone – like, Jalen Ramsey is a very, very good cornerback, and you'll see someone make that mistake here and there. So I, 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 I disagree on the rookie with yeah. you, but I agree with the veteran. Yeah. And But like you said, I'm looking here at the 2024 just uh, free agents – quarterbacks and there's not anyone I'm like, "Ooh, let's get him." Right. So it, it's definitely it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and we really won't be able to tell until the season ends. But, you know, when you think about maybe trading for someone, you know, then you're bringing on their con, you know, their salary, the contract that they have, and you're thinking about that too and you know, as the sal salary cap continues to increase, you have to pay them more money, and mm. are you are we willing to do that? You know, or <laughs> are, or we would we rather pay a rookie less? That's why my thoughts are going. Oh, maybe we're gonna take a rookie, but then 
then I wonder, well, if we don't like either of these options, <laughs> do we upgrade the offense and keep Mac for another year? I, I really think so. I think, I think <laughs> Bill is really high on Mac. Mm. Hey, he's defended him always. Yeah. He, every time he's played horrible, Bill came right out and says, Mac's starting next week. Yeah. There was there was never that like little controversy. We all know that Bill likes Mac. Yeah. And maybe it's it's something that he sees that will be proven wrong next year, two years, three years, Mac's very young, so like who knows? Or maybe it's something he's gonna be wrong about. But yeah. until then I don't see any better options than Mac. Yeah, I think the two huge options are you get a rookie to, to compete or you stick with Mac for another year. He's got he's got, you know, four years on the contract so it'd be entering his fourth year yeah um i always felt like this year would be the deciding year but mm-hmm. maybe it's not um <sighs> yeah you know i don't know no i i completely agree with that because i've said that before like this year was the deciding year but just because i didn't predict this like hand to be dealt to us just because of the constant injuries, the constant switching of O-lines, the yeah. constant receivers. There's too many variables that are yeah. being changed to be like, you know what, Mac's not our guy. Right. So I think that almost shifts to next year unless, you know, there's a lot of season left. Yes. So who knows? If he plays lights out, amazing, we're not going to be saying anything. Right. Or if he continues to go down slope, maybe, uh, maybe I am going to lean more towards a rookie. Right now – I still think Max our guy. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, you said it. There's a lot of season left. And Lots. <laughs> we really can't be making decisions yet. Um, but based on the game, if we had to make a decision now, those are my thoughts. Yeah. No, so, I agree. Cool. You know, I, f- I feel like it's getting a, a little warm. A little, a little. Is the temperature rising? Um, I don't think so. No. I think it is because it's hot takes time. It's oh, time yeah. for hot takes. Flaming hot takes. Yeah, so um, this time we're actually going to be calling people again because last time, two times, we've had special guests mm. in um, the studio with us. But this time we're calling out, um, and they, uh, you're going to be calling out for us. Who are we calling? So today, as we have here on the form that is on our Instagram it is currently on our Instagram at Foxborough underscore fanatics. You can see it in our story, our archive stories. There will be a form that you can fill out for your chance to be on hot takes. So today, though, we have, I gave it to the first person who signed up because that's what I put. <laughs> so today we have Riley Hanover. Mm. Let, me, let me give her a call. Okay. Hello. Hi, Riley. It's uh, Reese from Foxborough Fanatics. Uh, I'm here with Nate, and we heard that you have a hot take for us for our hot take segment. What do you got for us? Two scores. Two scores. I have a feeling that this has to do something with two players who are just traded away. Is that right? Do I have that right? Yeah, why do you think this? Yeah, so, Reese, you are definitely right. Uh, the Cats know yes. this is a stretch of games they need to win. And with the loss of Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they need to capitalize 
Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. for that. Um, I haven't really thought about two scores. Yeah, two scores. I think is they. Big task. I think <laughs> they um definitely have a really good chance of winning this game, despite the loss they just had. But, um, again, something about us recording on Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> uh, Montez Sweat was traded to the Bears in exchange for a second-round pick. Right. Chase Young, the other defensive end, was traded to San Francisco. Now San Francisco has this amazing yeah, um, defensive line um, in exchange for a third-round pick. So now the commanders have quite a few picks now. Um, but already before the commanders um, were second to last, so 30 31st in the league right. um, for allowing points per game. And so if you're taking away two major players on defense, <laughs> that's not helpful at all. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the hot take. Nate, I don't know if you have a thought already about two scores. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of confidence to put in the Pats offense. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> two scores. Riley has confidence. So, cause that, but that also has to do with the, the commanders scoring on us. Because two scores could mean 10 points. Two scores could mean 14 and it could be 10 nothing, and that's a two-score win. Or it could be, mm-hmm. you know, 54 to 40, and that's a two-score win. So I don't mind the two-score win. Do I – I think it's going to be maybe two touchdowns? No. Do I think it's going to be a high-scoring game? No. But you're right. I, I could see the Pats capitalizing a two-score win. Yeah, um – I think about it like you're talking for for two scores, you're talking the difference between nine points um, and sixteen. That's kind of the range we're looking at for two point uh, two score. Um, I believe in them. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we like to believe in them too. Yeah. Um, so I could definitely say something in the low teens, or sorry, low d- double digits. Like ten or eleven. Yeah, I'd give. I'd totally give that. I could see it. I could see it. I would. I would love for more. Yeah. No. Let's win by but, like eight but, scores. But that hot take absolutely makes sense considering these um, two trades that the commanders have. So um, beforehand, maybe that wasn't in the picture. Mm-hmm. Now it totally is. Because that takes like a lot of just pressure off Mac, which is a huge part of why our offense is either really good or really bad. Yeah, and that's good point. getting to Mac fast. So if Mac has more time, oh yeah. He'll be good better. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you know what, Riley, that's a great take. We will see by Sunday if you're right or wrong. It's another good one. I'll be right, don't worry. <laughs> oh, that's confidence. Yeah, that's that confidence, confidence right there. Well we'll um we'll follow up on that and see how it happens. But thank <laughs> you for signing up. And thank you for your hot take today. Yeah, thanks, Riley. You're welcome. All right, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> All right. No, I, I really like it, and, you know, that's my hope. The confident piece of me um, believes that that's definitely a possibility. Um, I actually think they're going to win this Yeah. This week. Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, – I feel pretty good about that. I think two scores was a good, good like thought too because three is out there. <laughs> oh, for absolutely. There. But one is 
is meaning like we win. Two scores like we win with good confidence, and I think that's how this game is going. It's winning go. with a cushion. Yeah, it, it's it's something that I'm not sure we've we haven't done seen in a while. <laughs> I was gonna say haven't seen in a while because yeah, we, we our have two not, wins. They were one. We have games. not had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have not had cushions. Yeah, so hopefully Riley is right. Yeah, because that would be nice to see our. We need to take a trip to Home Depot to get some cushions. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe like outdoor ones. Yeah. No, 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 I was talking about I was talking about like the Patriots. Oh, but okay. I'll I'll take a cushion <laughs> from Home Depot too. Yeah, that works. Yeah. All right, so that's another successful one. Yeah, I mean, I think so far all of our hot takes have been great. I I love to hear from our people out there. So I just want to say that if you go on a, to our Instagram, Foxborough underscore fanatics, there's an underscore between there. You will see. A story archived right on our Instagram with a link to sign up for your chance to give your hot take on our show. Yeah. And I'm interested to see. Maybe they get more absurd. Maybe they just keep getting, more, like, honestly more reasonable. Not to throw any diss at anybody, but that, that first hot take we had was uh, was pretty out there. <laughs> You're not calling out Ryan Jeffers, are you? Uh, no, not that Giants versus Jets Super Bowl. <laughs> That's out there. But... Hey, now we're back to two-score win against the Commanders. I like it. Yeah. All right, so last week uh, I put on a fun game because we're now in the game time part of our podcast. Um, and it was right around Halloween, and as we're recording today, today is Halloween. It is Halloween. Um, so we were happy to play that game, and I was happy to put that on for both Nate and Kevin Giolini, who was our guest last week. But now it's Nate's turn to bring on a new game. Yeah. Now, now this week, it might not be scary in the sense of spooky. This is just going to kind of remind us of how scary good our boy Tom Brady was. Wow. Tom yeah. Brady's back? Oh, he's back. He's back in the games. <laughs> he's back in the games. I, I, feel like, I feel like for Foxborough fanatics, like we haven't shown as much love as we should to our boy. We haven't shown any, I don't think. I know. I think he came up once in our first episode Maybe. when the Bear game came around oh, and yeah. he was was he an honorable mention i think he didn't even make the list you're right yeah yeah <laughs> all right sorry tom well this one's for you um so before we start our game reese i got a little trivia to ask you before we start okay see if you know our boy tom oh, as be well as tested. you should man gonna be tested today all right as you know tom brady's thrown a lot of touchdowns against a lot of different teams right <laughs> a lot can you name the two teams he's tied for throwing the most touchdowns against? The most. The most. Well, it's got to be divisional. I think anybody who knows that would probably say divisional. Um, a team that hasn't been very good is the Jets. So I'm going to go with the Jets first. Uh, do I, should I do an Just Yeah, I would get both of your guys. You want me to do both. Okay. I'm going to say the Jets. I'm, Of course I want to say Buffalo. And I feel like like those have to be the top. Um, I'm going to go Jets and Miami. Oh, Reese, you were on the right path, and you were so close. The no. Jets <laughs> are the third highest. Team. The two tied teams for the most touchdowns that Tom Brady threw against mm. was the Miami Dolphins yep. and the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But you were close. The I Jets got top third three. Guy. Yeah, I was very good, very good. I got tough. Th- Maybe I should get bonus points for that. You know what? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right. Now, 
Tom Brady's had a lot of seasons throwing lots of touchdowns. Do you remember really? what year was his highest? <laughs> <laughs> year, like, for the most touchdowns? Most touchdowns oh. thrown in one season. I should know this one. Because um, I remember eventually Peyton Manning passed him. It's got to be. Oh, man. Because I'm between 2007 and 2011 because those were both Super Bowl years. Um, oh, I should know this. The 2007. Yes, there <laughs> you go. He threw 56 touchdowns that season. It, that's how that's many? 56. 56. That's a lot. Yeah, and that totally makes sense because they had that almost perfect season, but a great season <laughs> no matter what. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a great year. Yeah. All right. Do you know who's ahead of him in terms of um, touchdowns? The only one ahead of Brady is Peyton Manning in 2013, throwing 60 touchdowns, and Dan Marino in 1984, who's tied with Brady, throwing 56 touchdowns. And that is including postseason for those who are skeptical about those numbers. <laughs> but uh, they are that high because we make it far in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got number two. Tied two. All right. Now this last one. I feel like it's pretty obvious. Okay. So, so, so it's going to be Reese. really bad news if I get it wrong. Yeah, this one, Reese, we might have to question you if you don't get it. Am I, am I going to have to leave if I get this wrong? Maybe just take a minute. Okay. All right. Should I stand under like a gutter? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who has Brady thrown the most touchdowns to? Who has Brady thrown the most touchdowns to? Can you name the top three? Oh, Rob Gronkowski is number one. Yep. I would have to say number two is Julian Edelman. Yep. All right. Two for two. Number three. This is where I like. I f like it could go in many different directions. It could. Um, because he's had such a long career. Um, I'm not saying my number three yet, but people I think of is like Wes Welker. I think about. I think about Troy Brown early on. Um. Those are two guys I think about. I'm going to go and say that number three is Wes Welker. Close. That's number four. Can I give my number my second guess? Sure. Is it Randy Moss? It is Moss. <laughs> 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 you should have went with the, <laughs> the other. Man. Oh, it's all right. I'm doing a lot of these, like, I want to name – the one below first. I yeah. did that in the first question. No, I named the number three. <laughs> I have something about that. You're close. And I give you props because I give you Thank zero, you. zero preparation for this. So yeah, you did. Off the dome, you did good. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start to move into a little bit of a game. Oh, that right. wasn't a game? No, that was just a test. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was given a pop quiz. Yeah. No, I, I had to say... Kind of like Pop Douglas. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting off track. <laughs> All right. So the game is we're going to rank three people. That's it. Three each in each order, every other. We're going to say who is the most forgotten or weirdest people Tom Brady threw a touchdown to. And okay. then the viewers, they'll vote on who they either forgot about or thought was weird that Tom Brady threw them a touchdown. All right. All right. Yeah, I like that. You have the honors, sir. All right, so I'll start um, with my first one. Um, 
He was a linebacker in 2016 to 2019 for New England, and he's still in the league. Um, he's currently with Pittsburgh. Okay. This guy is a Landon Roberts. Mm. Landon <laughs> Roberts did catch a ball, and I actually I was thinking about it, and I I think I was actually at the game um, where we did, and it wasn't. Wasn't just some kind of one yarder at the fullback position. He was playing fullback at the time, um, due to injuries. But it was a thirty-eight yard touchdown <laughs> down the right <laughs> sideline. Um, that's my guy. I think you know that's a name Patriots fans still kind of remember. Yeah, he's a little still, bit. He's still in the league. Um, that's my first pick. No, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, my first pick. I'm gonna go with not not like a forgotten name. But maybe forgotten that he caught a touchdown mm. because he's an offensive tackle. And his yep. name is Nate Solder. I love <laughs> Nate Solder. <laughs> In 2014, one target, one reception, 16 yards, and a touchdown. Nice. <laughs> I do. I remember that, too. Do you know the game when that was? Because I want to say it was the Colts. I don't really remember. Yeah, you, you are right. It was against the Colts in the AFC Championship, which – we nice. ended up going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, That's pretty great. That was pretty good. Um, I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't think Brady's first target was an offensive tackle. But it happened. No. Well, our first two guys are non-receivers. They're not. Pretty impressive. I'm going to follow you up. Okay. Um, with another tackle. Um, I actually didn't know this guy <laughs> when I when I saw him. But um, he did catch a pass from Tom Brady. Um, got another Tom another Tom named mm. Tom Ashworth. Um, he was on the team from um, technically 2001 um, to 2005. He didn't play. Um, he wasn't in a game until 2002. Um, but the reason I bring him up is because he um, got three rings with New England because he was there the entire time. Um, but he started the majority of the games in 20, uh, sorry, not 20, 2003 and 2005. So he w was one of the starters in mm. the 2003 season when we did win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, big guy, too. He's about oh, yeah. 6'6", six, 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 I believe. 6'6", yeah. 305 pounds. Um, he was undrafted out of Colorado. Um, started with the Niners on um, the practice squad um, and then went on to New England for that time period and then moved on to the Seahawks before he retired. That's my number two. I like it. I like it. My number two. I remember. I remember getting this guy, and I remember getting playing. Him. Oh, you remember getting him <laughs> as a player for the yeah. team. I remember him playing. I remember him not living up to what he thought he would be. Oh, and his name. Oh, I've got some. I've got Muhammad Sanu oh. Senior. <laughs> when you said that, I thought about Sanu or Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Well. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> that's one we'll get riled up about. Yeah, I remember getting Sanu. I was like, oh, he could throw the ball too. And that was a time when, like, you know, Brady, Edelman, they were, like, throwing the ball back and forth to each other. And it was, it was oh, my gosh, we have Sanu as another option to throw if needed. But, no, he never, he never really lived up to those expectations. But um, he did catch a touchdown from Tom Brady. So, Maybe people forgot about him. Maybe people think he's a little weird, so I'm going to throw him in my two spot. Yeah, and, you know, he came from Cincinnati and Atlanta. He was having good seasons. Um, the time when he was at in Atlanta, um, the first season he was there in 2016, he had 653 receiving yards, 
um, then going up to 200, uh, sorry, 703, and then 838, you know, and then he was on pace with uh, 313 yards, and then he came to New England and only put up 207. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> so it was like, ah, ah, heck. All right. Well, th- thanks for bringing in a uh, actual eligible receiver. Yeah, right. To begin <laughs> with, so <laughs> I appreciate you doing that. Because um, I, I, I definitely didn't. No, I did. I did. Uh, my, my third um, is a fullback. Um, not one that you would think of. But actually, I'm going to tell you that this receiver, fullback, um, you all know him. But you don't. <laughs> but you <laughs> will. <laughs> um, his name's Patrick Pass. Um, he played um, from 2000 to 2006 with New England. Um, and he did get some rings. He got two. Or, sorry, four. Four? He got four rings. That's a lot of rings. He got four rings. Um, that would make sense, right? Yeah. He was with us from 2000 to 2006. <laughs> he, he got three with us. The other team he got it with when he was when he had one season with the New York Giants in 2007 when we played him. <laughs> so <laughs> that was his only Gosh. other outside of New England. I say only, but he got four. Um, but the reason I say that you might know him is because, Nate, have you seen the Tom Brady clip where he trips and falls down in a game against Cincinnati? Yes. Guess who was thrown? Who the ball was thrown <laughs> to? Patrick Pass, the <laughs> fullback. Hilarious. So actually, you all know who this guy is because I, I, you have to have seen this play where Tom Brady fell on the ground, tripped on the ground, and still completed a pass on the ground. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out. He's um, an athlete. <laughs> serious athlete. So that's Patrick Pass for you. Yeah. That's so now pick. you know who he is. And my third pick is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn, the Buccaneer. Wow. Uh, I mean, I have to pick a running back from the Bucks because is anybody really going to remember Keyshawn Vaughn catching a touchdown from Tom Brady 20 years from now? I mean, no. Probably not. But <laughs> I feel like I've put some guys on there who you won't remember. <laughs> you know, you're definitely right. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that just I means we're doing a good job. It means we did we good. We're doing our job. I did good. Someone you did good. Yeah. We did good. I, I know a particular name. Um, his name is Bill Belichick. Mm. who said, do your job. Yeah. So I guess we're just doing that. We did our job. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, continue about Vaughn. Uh, no, I think I'm done with him. He's, oh. you know, <laughs> forgotten about. But um, <laughs> no, <laughs> hence we're my point. We're <laughs> bringing him up on the whiteboard, and then we're erasing him away forever. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that game. Reese, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm yeah, glad you came close in the trivia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really were jogging my memory and really testing me out because hey, when you don't have those stats up, <laughs> they're hard to get. Yeah, it is It is difficult. You know, Brady's played for so long. It's just too many guys to remember. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have these players up on Instagram, yep. and you guys vote who whose team – is either the most forgotten about or just the weirdest people who Tom Brady threw a touchdown to. And you let us know. Yeah. That was a little blast in the past um, for us. Yeah. Um, which L- is kind of fun to have. A little throwback Tom Tuesday. Yeah. And if you want to <laughs> throw in your own thoughts, too, and you want to want us to hear about them, maybe we'll talk about it sometime. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know. Yeah. Maybe that can be our – Something involved with our next game, because I choose next. You do choose next. Um, 
Uh, it's going to be hard to top yours. Is it going to be Tom Brady related? Maybe. <laughs> I, I we'll have to find out. Ew. Tune in Every, next week. Yeah, everyone <laughs> will have to listen. Um, me too. I will also have to listen because I won't know either. Hmm. Um, but thank you, Nate. Yeah, thanks for of course. Thanks for, thanks for playing along. Yeah, real jog of the memory. Okay. We were talking um, about the commanders with Riley earlier. Um, and let's continue that conversation um, with our preview. Um, the commanders actually rank um, fourth last in the NFL um, in terms of yards per game with 374.1 allowed on defense. Um, even though we have an offense that's struggling, I expect to see the offense to be able to play well against their defense. As Riley was talking about before, thinking about that, maybe we will get a two-score lead to win that game. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it, it's time to pick it up now. Like mm-hmm. now is the time. You know, two and six. We cannot mess around anymore. We cannot lose close games and look good. Like it's time to just start winning. Yeah. So going into this week, we're two and six against the Commanders. Then we go to Germany and play the Colts. And then we go to New York. We got a buy in between there. We do got a buy, but talking games. Okay. We got <laughs> we got the Giants in New York slash New Jersey. But um, this is time we got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Because out of those three games, those are three winnable games that need to be won. Yeah, they're we- weaker teams. And for the Commanders, they just lost Sweat. And Chase Young. Um, so those are two key pieces of the defense that the offense doesn't need to worry about. So you expect that Mac Jones is going to have more time. The offensive line is going to be able to perform at a higher level. Um, and you look at the Colts coming up after the Commanders. Lost Anthony Richardson to injury. And then the Giants are having their own struggles of their own. Um, you know, comparing them to... Um, Commanders, they are a little bit higher in terms of how many yards they allow um, on defense. They're a bit better, but even so, mm. there's three weak teams that we have a really, really good chance against that I feel confident in saying we can win this game. Yeah, three. It should be three wins. Should be. And I emphasize should. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going after those games, we'd be five and six if yeah. we won. Five and six coming to Foxborough against the Chargers is a good look for the season. So the season's not over at the moment, but we have to start this week against the Commanders and keep that ball rolling for a while. Right. We have to start off strong. Um, Certainly that'll be a momentum push um, for everyone on the team. Um, Yeah, like you said, five and six does not look too bad. It's not bad. Right. That changes our position on things. Yeah. the game will be on Sunday, November 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, they'll be at Gillette Stadium. This time, it's not CBS. It's Fox Sports. Whoa, that's different from than from before. Yeah. I get to say Fox Sports for the first time. Nice. I'm pretty happy. Fox is a cool animal. I, shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does the fox say? Ning, 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 ning. All right. <laughs> Yeah, enough of that. (laughs) Enough of that. Enough of that. All right, Pats fans, let's have a great weekend, and let's get a win. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that's a pretty good idea. I think we need a win. Let's get a win. All right, come on. Let's go, Pats.